Well, good morning. It's a beautiful morning out there. Great to be able to worship with you guys, get into God's Word and praise Him through song and through prayer and uh, fellowship and all that uh, entails and worship. Everything that we do is geared towards His glory because His purpose for us is glory. And we are getting into what I would say is maybe the most glorious passage in all of the Bible. Romans 8 is definitely one of the most glorious chapters in the Bible. And now we come to that part in Romans 8 that I consider to be the highlight of not only this chapter, not only of Romans, but all of Scripture. This verse today and the next two verses that we'll be covering in the next week or so uh, delights me tremendously to be in that part. I can't think of a better place to ever be than to be with God's people, the church, opening up our Bibles and studying His truth and some of the highest, precious truths in all the universe that we're looking at today. Incredible. Martin Lloyd-Jones, who I refer to quite a bit uh, in this study of Romans because he wrote quite a treatise, commentaries on Romans, about each book that he wrote was about that thick and each one was about one chapter. Now, um, he said this, Here is one of the most remarkable statements that even this apostle ever made. It is also one of the most comforting statements in the whole range of Scripture. We are sure entitled to say that in respect of the statement of exalted doctrine, there is really nothing higher than this. Here is ultimate doctrine. There is no greater privilege on earth than to be allowed to examine a statement such as this. Realizing as we do so that we are not, as it were, students of philosophy or art or literature, but men and women considering doctrine concerning ourselves. These things, even this exalted doctrine, are written for our consolation as well as for our edification. Are you ready to be built up today? You probably already have been. You've been building, uh, being edified. We had that one song, I Will Build My Life. It's kind of a promise to God, but really, He's building our lives. We just submit to Him. He's the one doing the work, isn't He? This verse that we have, Romans 8.28, I think a lot of people have claimed that as their favorite verse. Uh, it forms a link with the main argument that's been built all the way through Romans so far, all the way up to 28 here now is where we're going to be. The first 27 verses have been an ultimate proof of the certainty of our salvation. Absolute assurance, absolute security we can have because of these promises that are put in Romans 8. And that's uh, the biggest aspect of what Romans 8 does. By the time it closes to the end of the chapter, we'll see that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And no matter whether it be circumstances, things, sicknesses, sufferings, death, none of those separate us from God. 
As a matter of fact, even ourselves cannot separate us from God. Because many of the denominations, and it's probably over half the people confessing to be Christians, do not believe that you can have eternal security. Can you believe that? How can that be? Well, they surely are not committed to the full doctrine of Scripture. Uh, it saddens me to say that because that takes away from what God has done, is doing, and will do. It takes away His glory. Matter of fact, it gives glory to us, or it, it's all on us to choose Him, and it's all on us that we can keep Him. Uh, what a sad, low view of God that is. Saddens me tremendously. This is the main connection here uh, from the 27 verses that we've been at to now in verse 28 and following. Uh, even though it is something that is being built on from what has been before, it is also now a new subsection. Something different is happening here while it still claims that what he's been building, security, assurance, it's greater and higher than we've seen in Romans so far. And the last phrase of this verse 28 to those who are called according to his purpose you see what he's doing is he's bringing us to a greater higher position than we can imagine he called us according to his purpose you notice he called according to his purpose it's about who God is, what He does. It's all about God. Do you have a high view of God? high view of God says, I am nothing. I am a worm. Without God, without Christ, I am zippo. I'm worse than a worm. I am negative. I'm underneath the ground. I am corrupt. I'm worse than dirt. That's what the first three chapters of Romans actually said. And so now we come to this part, and it's absolutely opposite. His overall purpose is about glory, isn't it? We know that chief end of man is to glorify God, to enjoy Him forever. God's chief end for man is to glorify Him, and that we see here in 28. Have you ever thought about this? The called according to His purpose sends shivers down my spine. You see what his whole idea is? Is to bring all the saints to glory. That's what he's doing. That's what he was doing from before the foundation of the world whenever he chose us. And it's all about the saints' glory. That's what he's doing. That's what it's all about. It's higher and more supreme doctrine this is where we are being taken to. What is, what is life all about? What is everything about? It's bringing us to glory. That's really how you can sum it all up. Then we get into 29 and 30, which just amaze me every time I read it. You'd think I'd be tired of it by now, but I can't. I can't get tired of it. I cling to it even more than ever I have before ever in my life. You see, it brings us all the way to the very ultimate from foreknowledge, mentioned in 29, predestination, 
and then the calling and then justification which Paul has elaborated on when he started in Romans 3 and then the next one is where it's all headed glorification you see it start with, started with foreknowledge and we'll get into that next week folks wow uh